Hey, this is Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Michael Chan. And I'm Nyingil Nguyen. And today we are at the Phoenix Cafe. Which is at 10A Edward Street in Toronto, Ontario. Now that's right off of Dundas near the Eaton Centre. It's on the second floor. Now this place, uh, I actually remember it as the Roll... Was it Roll Play Cafe? Yeah, the Roll Play Cafe. Because, yeah, it was a board gaming cafe. And I had come here a few times with my friends. And then just disappeared, and I never thought about it again. And then now it's this. Yeah, the Phoenix Cafe. So the Phoenix Cafe, like, it's a cafe. I believe that it's it's very Asian inspired. It could there could be a franchise in Asia, but I do know that there's several locations up in the Markham area, which is like a very big Asian hub in Ontario. Looking at their menu, it looks. Uh, I think it's. Um Asian Western fusion food. Yeah. Uh, so, like, t- for example, I got their lunch special today, which goes until 3 p.m. I forgot what time it starts, but it goes to 3 p.m. 11 a.m., I believe. 11? Okay, so 11 to 3. And uh, so I got their pork chop with black pepper sauce. Uh, and I could have picked, uh, I think it was like rice spaghetti or penne, and I, I picked spaghetti. And it also comes with broccoli and corn. Uh, it also comes with a drink. Um, normally I would get like tea or coffee or something, but today I just went with plain old water. And for me, I chose um, the lunch combo C that they're offering at this time. And it is the um, thinly cut steak with the gravy. And I chose rice as the, like how Michael chose the pasta, I chose the rice. And it, again, it comes with the vegetables, the corn and the broccoli. And it comes with a lot of selections for drinks like Hong Kong style coffee, Hong Kong style tea, water. And so I chose the Hong Kong style tea. So they gave us plastic cutlery. I kind of wish they gave us metal because plastic is a waste. But right now I'm having a hard time cutting through my pork chop, as you can see, Knight. Yep, I can see. They can't. I, I know, and I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. Okay. Yeah, that's Guys right. don't listen because he's not telling you. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can hear the sound effects. It's like squish, 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 squish while I'm trying to... I'm still not through. <laughs> I am still not through my pork chop. Uh, I hope this tastes good at least. Oh, there we go. I'm through. Um, so what are we talking about today? Today? Well, that's strange that you can't cut through your, your meat, Michael. Why is that? I don't know. I just think it's strange because, like, you know, you're not cutting through. Like, I'm cutting through just fine. Maybe because I made the better choice of, like, you know, choosing the thin-cut steak. Thin-cut, huh? Yeah. I'm going to say this right now. It tastes okay. Well, holy crap, it's it's a little hard. My gravy is kind of like a mixture of gravy with ketchup, I believe. It tastes kind of ketchupy. Um, since you said the word strange, mm-hmm. want to talk about Stranger Things? Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about Doctor Strange when you brought up Strange. <laughs> no. That's like, how long ago was that movie? For, forever current in my heart. Uh-huh. Um, but okay. You watched Stranger Things season three, right? Yes, of course. So, okay, I really do want to talk about it. But for those of you who have not seen Stranger Things season three. Spoiler. Yep, spoiler alert. We will be spoiling things. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, what do you want them to do? We're going to spoil next time things minute? because we love to spoil you. Let's talk nice. about the beginning, okay? Yeah. This guy. He thinks he's a cop and he thinks he's a father. What happened to him? Michael, as a father, what do you think of this man's behavior? We're talking about Hopper, ladies and gents. What I think about his behavior is that the writers forgot who he was. Hmm. Seriously, it's like, okay. After season one and season two, Hopper basically became my favorite character. 
and I, you know, I, to the point where like I also fell in love with the actor David Harbour. Like I love him, and I, you know, I, I, I watched, uh, I followed his Instagram and everything, and when he got uh, the role as Hellboy, I got super excited and started watching him like work out for it and all that. And when season three was announced, I was super excited. I, I couldn't wait to see what was next for Hopper. And then we until come to the point where Michael couldn't look anymore. Oh god. You know, David Harbour is one sexy man. Mm -hmm. He is. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, honey, uh, you did not hear that. Nope. Nope. My wife did not did not hear that. Um. When, in all seriousness, he's always been relatively level-headed. Like I know he's a tough guy mm -hmm. and all that. And last season, season two, they explored his relationship with with. L. With L. Mm -hmm. And what I was not expecting was for them to continue to have them butting heads to a very large degree. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, God's sakes, last season she ran away and all that. And um, so anyways, this season I found that the hopper we got was almost like a reset or at least a change to a new character. Mm -hmm. Because... He was um, a, a dick, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the whole misogynist thing. Oh God, he was toxic, and like yeah, the poor Joyce, the love of his life, basically. He spent a whole season undermining her. Mm -hmm. Um, that he is... did it again in season two. Pardon? She was undermined again in season two. Yeah, but he. he Joyce, was... ladies and gents, is always the woman who knows what's up. She just doesn't really know what's up. I love her. That's true. Well, like, look, I get that sometimes writers like to write these, like, kind of, oh, look, they're bickering like a married couple type stories, okay? It and was cute in the beginning. It was, but with Hopper and Joyce, the way they wrote it, I don't think it was even cute at the beginning of season three. Mm -hmm. He was basically an ass mm -hmm. the entire season. And... I think there's a, there's a line, right, between bickering old couple that makes it clear that they're meant to be together mm -hmm. and an abusive relationship where you go, no, they're not meant to be of each other. One of you needs to get away from the other one. In this case, Joyce needs to get away from Hopper. Mm -hmm. And that's wrong because that's not Hopper. That's not how he was written before. Yeah. Like, what I liked in the beginning was that it was funny. I thought it was like some funny thing they added, like a little mini arc where Hopper's going through like a crisis where he doesn't know what's going on because his daughter might be, you know, getting too intimate. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's cute, you know, like a lot of people can relate, but it kept going. And then it just made him look really stupid near the end. And I was kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Like, mm -hmm. I thought this was just a little short little thing and you go back to being like a cool stoic kind of like dude. And like, I know at the end of the season, they had that letter. And I think the writers thought, hey, guess what? That explains everything. Redemption. It's redemption. No, it's not. He wrote it at the beginning of this thing chronologically. Meaning everything that happened after the letter happened after the letter. Yeah. It proves nothing. By the way, this um, thinly cut steak is actually pretty good. Like, it's not like super amazing, but for what it is, it's pretty good. Yeah, so my, uh, 
same goes for my pork. I feel like it's just standard, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's not bad either. And yeah. uh, now that I've eaten more of it, yeah, I would think it was just the beginning section of it that was a little harder. The rest of it is actually cutting easily. And, but, um, I mean... We're not professional reviewers. Yeah, no, no, we're not. And, but, I mean, this is not a Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is a cafe that, looking around, students go to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, this is this is decent fare. I, I mean, for the price especially, it's it's well-priced. Yeah, come during lunch, guys. Save money. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. yeah, back to Hopper. And that's surprising because, okay, you contrast that with a different character who's now my favorite character, Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay? You look at Steve in season one. He's a villain. He's a douchebag. Everyone hates him. Steve and, Harrington. Oh, yeah. And... You know, going to season two, I expected more of the same, right? Yeah. Bad guy. But instead, what we got was this incredible redemption arc. Yeah, he's a tired daddy. Mm-hmm. And it took, it took them the season to do it, but it really worked. And then this season, they continue that uh, with him at the ice cream shop. And what I found amazing was there are times when he says things that just shows so much personal growth in him that it really impresses me like this is a really good redemption of a villain and and that's the thing right you contrast the kind of progress made with this character with steve how it makes sense the timing is right mm-hmm. right it, it's not rushed it's not sudden it happens over time and it makes sense with hopper his devolving into the person he became at the end of the season made no sense to me because He's always been logical, mostly. He's mostly level. He's a good guy in two seasons. And for him to just, like, you snap a finger, season three happens, and now he's this. He's this new hopper. That makes no sense. I feel that with Steve, he had a really nice character to play off of, which was Robin. She was a really good character, and that's how, like, there was, like, this really good balance of a contrast. Whereas with Hopper and Joyce, they were so far in the yin and yang that like they weren't they were fully contrasted like they were fully black and white to a point where it was too distinct whereas with robin and steve it was more like they can meld each other and they can work together in harmony right but isn't joyce still consistent with the rest of joyce the is series? very consistent it's just hopper like because like i know that normally they're supposed to like contrast because like you know mm-hmm. joyce and hopper but then this one was like a really big contrast and so there was a real that's why i feel like that there was that was probably another problem. Has oh, so anyone noticed like for all of the stuff he's doing, dude, he's been away from his kids how all, like all the kids how long now? Mm-hmm. In this season, how many days is it? A while. I mean, Elle isn't just going to be sitting in the cabin the entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, it's a weird hopper we got, and it's really disappointing to me. And but you know what? I think this is I feel like almost it's par for the course because. I felt like these last two seasons, at least, I don't remember the first season enough to say this, but the second season and this season, each of them had what I felt was one element that was off, tonally off. Last season was Elle's exit from Hawkins, right? Mm -hmm. With her running away and then joining that group of her sister and all that, and then bitching, (laughs) right? Like, (laughs) They were swearing. That wasn't swearing. (laughs) I'm a dad. If I say this word is not... Never mind. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah, Hopper. Look, here's the thing. I understood why they did it last season. But 
I just felt the writing and the tone of those scenes away from Hawkins did not fit at all with the rest of the show and never drew me in. What do you mean with like the execution of it? Essentially it's the execution, right. And I've found myself last season going, man, can we just can we just go back to Hawkins? To Hawkins and see what's going there because I'm sick of this. I think it's because like the story within Hawkins because like because season one like it was so there like it was such an isolated place but we were so immersed with the whole world of Hawkins that to go outside it was so foreign to us and like even when they were trying to introduce this new world that that L11 has entered it was still so foreign that we couldn't fully be fully what's it called immersed in it. Like we weren't convinced that this is where she want that we wanted to be there. Yeah, but I could argue that if they wrote it a little better, we might be more willing to to, to accept it. Because mm. I really didn't like the writing for that section. But season three, the problem with season three is Hopper. Mm-hmm. I found that every time I watch scenes of him and Joyce, I'm just like, oh god, can we just stop this, please? Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Like I get it. I get. It. What you want to do? Can we please move on? Yeah. I wonder what now, because like now Hopper's gone, which is really sad. Because I thought that he would come in for another season and like redeem himself in a way. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know what's going on. Because Unless like I, he's not actually gone. Yeah. Because like I really really liked Hopper, and I felt like the show. I don't know how the show can go on without him. You know, like the show as we know in the end. Big spoiler. They're all going in their own directions, and it's something that's kind of scary, you know? Because you're so attached with everyone being together, and then there's something so natural as just moving away, like, because we don't know what's going to happen in the next season. So that's just something very interesting. Ice cream monster? (laughs) Oh, speaking of ice cream, so in Toronto, when they were promoting Stranger Things, they had like a few of the um, specialized Stranger Things flavors, which is at a lot of ba- local Baskin Robbins. But one local Baskin Robbins in particular at the Woodbine Center, which is on the west end of Toronto, they had a whole Scoops Ahoy theme. So everything oh, yeah. was all Scoops Ahoy themed, which was really, really cool. That was really cool. So I went with my family, and my daughter just loved it. They even had all of their employees dressed, in up. The, yeah. dressed up in the outfits. They dressed the whole store, like the entire thing that looked like a legitimate Scoops Ahoy. Even the menu, it doesn't say Bask- it didn't say Baskin Robbins anymore, it said Scoops Ahoy. And it was just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Have you tried their uh, USS Butterscotch Sunday? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They let you, they let you choose which three flavors of ice cream you want on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to get the USS Butterscotch ice cream on it if you didn't want to. My but team. I did. Yeah. Yeah, my family and I, we did too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, it was so good. Yeah, that butterscotch was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like for, for movie tie-in food, that was fantastic. Yeah. And um, my wife and I even bought the Steve Baskin-Robbins exclusive Scoops Ahoy pop figure. That's right. So what did you like about this season? What I liked was that... It was just like we didn't know about this monster. Like we couldn't figure it out because I felt like that was like something that they brought back in season one. Season one, we didn't know as much as the kids didn't know, and that was awesome. We were on that journey. Season two, it was like, oh come on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we knew what was going on. So that's what I liked about season three was that it brought back a lot of the old elements, and we also got to see them grow up and see them develop as human beings while trying to like 
save the world or save Hawkins. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about season three. I just, uh, I couldn't get enough of Robin and Dustin and, and Steve and I'm trying to remember Lucas's sister's name. <laughs> Lucas' sister. But yeah, like she was really sassy. Like I never thought she would actually make it as a main cast. So yeah, that was really cool. Oh, it's uh, Erica. Yeah, Erica. Oh yeah, because of America. Yes. yes. So I really liked basically all of that. That was amazing. She and is so brilliant. I also liked the teasing of Dustin's girlfriend oh, the entire yeah. season. Dusty Poo. Or and Dusty Bun. Dusty Bun. And then with the, with the ending. It that, was that so random. Never ending story and like singing. Yeah. Sing, like what? Yeah, I really want to go back to watching Never Ending Story. I I think I've only seen it once. I saw like the TV, like I saw like a, the some um, the TV show version where it was called Tales from Never Ending Story or um. something. It was like the 2002 version, and I remember seeing the 1980s version, but I just don't fully remember it. So I really want to go back to watch it again. Yeah, like that 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 scene made me want to watch Never Ending Story, and I honestly never even thought to watch it again mm. ever. By the way, my milk tea is pretty good. How's your water, Michael? Oh, you know, it's watered down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like that was so random. Like some people protested against that scene. For me, I enjoyed what? it. Yeah, I saw it online. Like haters gotta hate. Whoa. Kind of reminds me of all the people hating on Barb in season one. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, guys, look, some of us want justice for Barb. Let's just let us have it. Why do you need to be haters? Yeah. If you don't like Barb, so be it. You don't have to like but get so aggressive about it. It wasn't Barb's fault. She was actually trying to be a good friend to Nancy when Steve was, you know, in his season one phase where he was just a bad guy, and Barb was trying to be a good friend. And I get that Nancy wasn't trying hard to find her, but you know what? She really did try, and we did find out what happened to Barb. Mm -hmm. So it was fine, and you know that's kind of like a way of life. Unfortunately, no need to get mad. Don't hate me. Bring Barb back in season four as a monster. <laughs> Just have them go full Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Oh, Power Ranger? Did you know that, not Max, Billy. Billy. He was the Red Ranger in the new Power Rangers. That's right. With Rita Ora. That's right. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was very surprised because I remember the first time I saw him last season, I didn't know that was the Red Power Ranger. Mm -hmm. It just shows that he's a good enough actor that I didn't recognize him between the good guy and the douchebag. He was so amazing as Billy because he was just so into it. He like, he really drew me in as a character even though he was like not exactly a good guy but it was like he was very alluring. Like he was so convincing at just being so alluring and creating his own little like egotistical world where it was just him and you would only just notice that it's just him. Even though it's him being a douchebag, it's like you can't help because he was just so into it. Mm -hmm. And this season, really well I done. felt like his performance as someone who's essentially possessed, right? Mm -hmm. I, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I felt like he really, he really brought his A game as a performer. Mm -hmm. And like that final moments where you saw the conflict in him, mm -hmm. I was that just wow. Like normally, I would say like those scenes are very, very cheesy. Yeah. Because like you know, try to show like why you need to feel sorry for them and all that stuff. But because it was just, like, the exposition was done very well. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't forcing you to be sorry. It was just forcing you to just look. I also appreciate the way they kind of, it's not a justification of who he is. Mm -hmm. 
but the explanation of how he became who he is, right? It's kind of a commentary on, on, on the real world, on kids in our world who go through similar things and become bullies. Never, never are we justifying what they do, but understanding why they are the way they are is the best way to help them, right? Yeah. So yeah, like I really, really liked Billy's character. He, I thought that the actor was amazing, and I was really surprised on how they were gonna use him some more. And even kind of like concluding the whole like cougar kind of phase, which was really good. Like it was like a really big conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like it, like they knew they didn't need to drag that on. They knew it was just a tease, and that was it. So I really liked that. There was like a good sense of control yep. for that aspect, not for Hopper, unfortunately. No, you know Mike's mom. Good on her, choosing family. She's always, always on the ball for these things. I really appreciate her. Like she's amazing. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad because I was kind of a little worried when she was interested in Billy. Oh yeah. I got. I was like, oh no, no, don't, don't go in that direction. And then she's like, nope. She didn't. Mike's mom. Oh, I thought we were talking about Will's mom. My bad. Oh. Yeah, Mike's mom. Yeah, I like I like how there was like a redemption purpose where she kind of talks to Nancy. Like that was like a very like tender moment. Like it was something so small, but like they made that moment like so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have to be like super powerful where it was like mind blowing, but it was like this tender moment, and that's all it needed to be. It didn't have to be grandiose, and that's what I liked about it. Cause like the the, the punch was still there. It didn't have to be big, but you knew that there was a punch. Anybody feel? Um Will just keeps getting the short end of the stick all the time. He needs to stop getting possessed. Like, I thought it was done, and he's like, no, I feel him. He's here. Or what about Lucas? Like, his purpose in season two was just to, like, keep Max around. I mean, there was the whole thing. First season, he he was at odds white with... Oh, no, that was Dustin with Al. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I kind of want to see more of Lucas. Like, we saw mostly his sister, and I would like to see more of Lucas. Lucas' sister was really good. Yeah. So I would like to see more Lucas for the next season. Because I feel like there's something there we just haven't learned. The only thing I learned was mostly from his parents when in season two they were asking like, oh, how do you uh, how do you apologize to a woman? And then it's like, oh, your mother's always right. Even when you're wrong? Yes. Yes. She's never <laughs> wrong though. <laughs> I feel like that's probably like a marriage lesson, but you know, I'm not going to learn that. Yeah. I'm going to accept my mistakes. Overall, I liked the season. Yeah, I did. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I love this season, and just I don't know how they're gonna continue off of it, but I really want to see more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do too. And obviously, never forget Alexei. Oh my gosh, he just wanted to see the world, basically. That was tragic. I don't know, like when all this stuff was happening about him going to enjoy the carnival, I just knew, like, oh. It's, he was yeah. gonna. He's, he's gonna be he's out. Gonna, he's, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm. I think I'm done. You? Yeah. I think cool. I'm pretty good. Like All right. the food was pretty good. Like I finished everything. Like yeah. Like it's really filling for what it is. Yeah. I'm. I'm almost done. But like yeah. I'm. I'm also like really really full. Yeah. So, overall, my food. Like I said earlier, it's not mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad. It's it's good food. Mm-hmm. It's good. I would say it's like comfort food almost. Yeah. Well, this is my first time coming here to eat like food. I normally come here for like a drink. Uh, how are their drinks usually? They're okay. 
They're okay. Like when I'm thirsty and I want something Asian, I come here because it's close by. Like I came here when they had like the happy hour for like the pineapple bun because uh, it was two dollars with like toppings inside. Maybe I should try that next time. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well. Well, that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and recommend us any like local mom and pop shops for us to mm-hmm. try out. Where would you like us podcast? to go and stuff our faces? Yeah. And, and thank uh, you for joining us. Thank you for eating with us. Thank you for hearing us. Uh, so Nightingale, yes. how can people find you? Oh, people can find me on you all can find me on Instagram at night.nguyen. So night dot n-g-u-y-e-n. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at my handle, which is at Michael C W Chan, that's C-H-A-N. And uh, I also have a website, it's www.michael-chan.ca. And I'm also going to take a second to plug my friend Lauren Morley's uh, podcast called The Author. So basically she reads a lot of nonfiction books and uh, for books that she really likes, she uh, tries to get a hold of their author and then she interviews them, talks about Whoa, books. Yeah, so it's a really cool. good podcast called The Author. So you should check it out. The All right. Author. The Author. So yeah. Um, once again, thank you for listening to our show. More is coming soon. But until then, stay hungry. Yum. This has been Talking With Our Mouseful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Theme music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food pics, behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening, and stay hungry. <laughs>